Welcome, Welcome to, to Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Welcome to Quick Shots. James Fitzgerald with guest Mitch here. And Mitch, you've got two questions today because you mm. gave a massive bum steer to the audience with I your did. Netflix recommendations. You've it. gone with Stay and it's called Safe. Yes. And I don't even know what you called the other one, but it's called Fool Me Once. Yeah, I think I called it call Stay it? Focused. Which I probably need to uh, engage. <laughs> probably need to do Take a bit your own more. advice. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, you've, you've yeah, got two questions. Um, Go on then. Sanji, with the first one. If you were to borrow for your deposit and costs, meaning that you effectively borrow 100% of the property value, yes. is it still possible to be negatively geared and cash flow positive? So great question, Sanji. Um, first thing I would say is that um, different assets are going to have different cash flow ramifications. And what I mean by that is we typically look at house and land and land being um, the growth side of things. So I'm going to sort of answer this question in the context of buying house and land, which what we know, not a unit, which is more geared towards cash flow and, and not, you know, townhouses and that type of thing. So point number one is, yes, you can borrow 100% of your loan. Um, and get near enough to cash flow positive, but you're not going to be cash flow positive before tax. So if you borrow 100% of your loan today, um, based on say the median house price in Australia, you're going to probably be looking at 150 bucks a week cash flow negative before tax, and then you know you can apply some after ta- tax. You mean sorry yeah. after yeah. tax, um, and before tax you're probably looking at what 300 thereabouts. So yes, you can. In saying that, if you're looking for cash flow, we can certainly, you know, you can certainly tailor your um, asset to be more skewed towards cash flow, which generally means you're buying a smaller block um, and improving your yields. Or like a dual occupancy. Or a dual or occupancy. Sort of thing, so guess, there, yeah. there is different ways to go about it. Um, I'm Take gonna, your pick on the next yeah, one. Yeah, so Ashnell um, has written in, and this one's a good one for you, James. Mm. What should we do if our investment property is not performing as expected in terms of growth? Yeah, I guess I'm less, I'm less interested in what the property has done and more worried about what is the property going to do. And, you know, I, I guess if what I mean by that is look forward 10, 20 years. Is the population growing in the area? Is there money being spent on upgrading infrastructure? Is there jobs? If there's a if there's a good enough case there for you to be comfortable that the property's going to do well for you over the next 10 to 20 years, be more focused on that. Don't get too bogged down on what the property has done in, say, the last 12 months. You, you've got to take a long-term view. Um, if it's not, if the case doesn't look that great, then yeah, then you want to weigh up, well, what are the costs of getting in and out of the property? Because you're going to have disposal costs, potentially some tax. You'll then have probably stamp duty and other purchase costs on the way back in. So you just want to make sure that there's a significant opportunity cost for you um, to, to get out of that property potentially and, and put the capital into something else instead. But I think, Angela, the, the focus is just what's going to happen, not on what has happened. That, that's where you want to be looking as an investor. Uh, Sarath wants to know, is it possible, giving you all the cash flow ones today, yeah, is it possible to be cash flow positive from day one, regardless of your interest rate? So it's a similar kind of um, subtopic to Sanji's really. So it well, actually works out well that you've got both. I'm assuming that this question implies that they're borrowing money, 
It's like, yeah, you know, the first answer is yes, buy it in cash. Yeah, but lots you, of variables. You in do this. reference interest rates there, Saris. So I'm going to assume that you're borrowing money. Um, I think that if you're buying house and land today, it's not possible to be cash flow positive after tax from day one. Um, yeah, based on the, the uh, I sort of touched on it in Sangi's offer. Uh, sorry, in in Sangi's question earlier. Um, if you're borrowing 100, if you're borrowing 100 yeah. percent of the mm. the value, so I guess you know it then comes down to what your loan to value ratio is. So there would be an equation in there, um, depending on your individual circumstances, whereby you know you could lower your borrowings, um, look for those types of assets that do have that that higher yield. Um, so if you're getting a yield at sort of six or seven percent, and you're borrowing 50 percent of the value, you may be looking to, you know, probably be in a position where you could be looking at cash flow positive. But yeah. It's a trade-off too, Mitch, isn't well, it? Like you're you, 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 you really. alluded to that in Sanji's answer. Like you can't have growth and cash flow. You've got to, you know, if you want cash flow, you've got to sacrifice growth. Smaller yes. block of land, I think the example you used, you know, great, yes. great example. Yeah. Um, you got to find the right balance, don't you? It's almost like a little seesaw yeah. where you've got to get you know, the right balance of both. I mean, um, the, so high, the higher yield you chase as well, um, the more volatile your, your vacancy rates and risk is. Um, you know, like commercial properties typically have higher yields, but, you know, you're going to be vacant more often, smaller pool of um, tenants. So, yeah, you've got to weigh all of that up. But, Sarath, um, reach out if you want any more information and James can definitely <laughs> sort you out. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, they can't even go to you for a tip on a TV show these days. You're you're completely unreliable. (laughs) Yeah, correct. So, yeah, Netflix series, can't get that right. Cash flow, fair chance, might not get that right either. (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, if you've got questions, we we are starting to get a couple through to start the year, which is lovely. Mm. Um, Thank you. uh, Thank you for those who have sent them in. If we didn't get to them today, we've got a few that we've banked up. Over the next few weeks, uh, our emails in the show notes. We've got the handles for all of the uh, social media as well. We'd love to hear from you on any of those different ways. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.